House of Loud. You see, we used to be pussweeds, but now we're metal. House. Really real. Oh. I'm living this year over metal endoskeleton. Loud. House of Loud. Talking metal and hard rock with Shane Alvarado and Jason Lee. House of Loud. Welcome to the House of Loud. Shane Alberati, Jason Lee. It's another fun, fantastic adventure that is this show. And I thank everyone for tuning in, listening to this episode. And I want to thank our sponsor, Spice Dog Provisions. They uh, make this show happen. And if you are a metalhead, obviously you are since you're listening to this show. But if you like hot sauces, you can get 10% off by going to SpiceDogProvisions.com and putting in the promo code LOUD. 10. They are delicious. I know Jason has not tried many of them. I've tried them, them all. They're good. They're very good. They're, they're good. outstanding. I like the smoky ones. Yes, they're made by chefs, so you know they're good stuff. So yeah. uh, check that out. Please, please do. Please uh, go to their website and uh, check them out. And uh, yeah, so let's have another spicy adventure. And uh, today we are going to dive deep in maybe the band that started it all, Black Sabbath. And what got me to think about this was... I got sent one of those, you know, those goofy things you see on Facebook. Here are a list of bands you can only pick four. Okay. So someone sent me one of those. All right, I'll play along. And Black Sabbath was not one of my four. And they're like, well, that's surprising. I'm like, well, what era are we talking about? I'm like, you have these bands where they have these amazing catalogs. And it's like, I really can't pick them because it's too vast. You know, I, I you know, you, I can't whittle it down. It's like yeah. if you're telling me I have to, this is now I have to have the whole catalog. No, I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, also, just it it coincides with uh, the Tony Martin re-releases. Uh, so yeah, we can talk about that uh, really probably for a long time. But yeah, let's start it off here. So I would have to say, hands down, Black Sabbath, absolutely, they're the progenitors. You can argue all day the Deep Purple invented heavy metal, and I will tell you. I respect your opinion, <laughs> but you're wrong. It just happens to be wrong. Um, I'm sorry. No way. The 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 band that did Burn was the guy. The, right. the band that created heavy metal, and yeah. I love Deep Purple. Yeah, I do. You know, uh, I mean, obviously, everybody knows Smoke on the Water. The well, first and you realize you when you re- when I was actually kind of diving deep into these records, uh, you know, how interwoven the two bands are. Yeah, very much. I mean, so. very much so. I mean, Glenn sung on yeah. one of the records. One of their weaker yeah. records. Let's face it. Yeah, you know it, that was not a very good album uh, that Glenn did with them. But it was supposed to be a Tony record. Yeah, but just I, I, I mean, just the, just the the side men, you know, who mm-hmm. are, are coming in and playing on these records and right. touring. It's basically just kind of Deep Purple, and they're kind of just <laughs> right. interchangeable. So, uh, like you said, the Glenn Hughes record, which we'll get into, it's a Deep Purple record, is what it sounds like. Pretty much. You yeah. know? <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. the Gilliam stuff also. It sounds like a Deep Purple record. Yep. yep. So, I mean, we'll start with the first one. I mean, that was uh, 69, correct? 70. Or was it 70? 70. Yeah, they recorded it in 69. It was, it was released in 70. <laughs> and uh, that started it all. I mean, the uh, the triplet there, not the triplet, but the uh, the tritone that starts their their opening track. It's the devil's tone, I, from what I understand. Yes. Uh, man, right out of the gate. They're like, oh, hey, check it out. So, you know, we're, we're dealing with hippies and love. Yeah, and we're... No. Yeah, we not were us. we were born too late, man. Yeah, it's like, cause like so I don't appreciate these Aussie records because I wasn't around. It's like I wasn't that kid who walked into the record store and saw Black Sabbath. Oh, I have to have this. Those first six Black Sabbath. Oh, sure, albums that's that's are yeah, amazing, amazing, right, amazing. Right. But again, I don't feel like that's my Black Sabbath because gotcha. it's not. You know, I feel that about a lot of bands. It's like if I wasn't. 
around and buying records at the time. It's not for me. We talked about that for Van Halen. I'm like, mm-hmm. David Lee Roth, love it. I it was introduced, but it wasn't my Van Halen. That was my <laughs> sister's Van Halen. I was Sammy, because that's I was, you know, 10 to 12 years old when right. Sammy comes along. My, so. my Sabbath would have definitely yeah. been, uh, years ago, would have been Ozzy, hands down. Uh, it's definitely morphed into more of, I'm into Ronnie. I am too, one hundred percent. Because my first, I well, I stole heaven and hell from my sister, so (laughs) that was my introduction. And I didn't know. I thought I thought Ozzy was Ozzy until long for the longest time. I mean, I really didn't know he's the lead singer of Black Sabbath because I just knew Black Sabbath kind of as their their greatest hits. You know, everyone knows Iron Man and yada yada yada. So you know, but I didn't get into Sabbath until Dio. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think that Heaven and Hell is an incredible comeback because they had technical ecstasy. And never say die, and neither of those were amazing records. Yeah, they were at the. They were not very, very good at all. And then they fired Ozzy for the second time, or did he quit? Did he quit in '77 or did he get fired? I think he quit, quit and then they brought back and then they fired him. Uh, And then they they're like, "All right, you are too drunk, right? Uh, You need to get out." Um, And then they brought in Ronnie and some little guy from New York sang in Rainbow. And another tie to Deep Purple, and and there you go, changed everything. I mean, Heaven and Hell right out of the gate. Yeah. That album is just amazing. And I mean, Mob Rules, I think they're interchangeable. You can interchange the tracks. I think you could. I don't think it's. I think it's Volume One and Volume Two. You know. And right. I actually, I think the older I got, I liked Mob Rules more because I love the song Mob Rules. Oh yeah, I mean, and, you li- and falling I mean, off the edge of the world. Yeah. Well, I'd like to go chronological. So let's go back to Ozzy stuff. All right. The first uh, the first Black Sabbath, obviously, an incredible, you know, uh, uh, a statement is what that album was. It was a statement. Here we are, this is what we're doing. And um, then they had Paranoid come out, not even barely a year later. Uh, not even. Yeah, it wasn't even the same, same thing here. Within, yeah. within the same year. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that was an incredible record. It had War Pigs on it. It had Fairies Wear Boots. Um, it had, um, well, Paranoid. <laughs> Obviously. Right? Uh, was, Fairy Wear, for, was Fairies Wear, Fairy Wears Boots on Paranoid? I think it was, wasn't it? Uh, let's see here. Was that on Master? It was not. I think it was on it was Master's Master of Reality. Reality. Yeah. Because yeah, that, that would be of my Aussie era. Yeah. Master's Reality is probably my favorite. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. The, but it had um, um, Paranoid, which was forced on them, I believe, by Warner Brothers. They turned in their album. It had six songs on it. And Warner Brothers were like, no. <laughs> we're not releasing a six-song album. <laughs> Who are you? Yes, right. <laughs> you know, uh, so go back and give us at least one more song, and they went back in and busted out "Paranoid" in an afternoon. Oh, really? They didn't much yeah. care for the song, and yeah, they just here's our filler track. <laughs> Boom! It became one of their signature songs. I mean, right up there, top five, easy. And there's a lot of bands that do have those filler songs that end up being the hits, which is hilarious. Right? Yeah, Warrant <laughs> Smoke comes on the water. Are we talking yeah. about? You know, Warrant with Cherry yeah, Pie. Yeah. You know, that was a yeah. you know, record label forced upon them. Uh, but yeah, Paranoid was incredible right out of the gate. I mean, an incredible record. And the Master Reality opens with Sweet Leaf. How, yeah, do, you, I, how do you top that? Yeah. How do you top that album? Children of the Grave, Embryo is on that. I mean, how many oh. times has Children of the Grave been covered over the years? Yeah. Into the Void? Into the Void. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. yeah. Beyond, for, uh, Beyond Tomorrow. That's yeah. the, that's the yeah. song I'm thinking of. But yeah, Into the Void. Uh, the last time I saw Black Sabbath was about 12 or 13 years ago. And on the way down, I was telling my buddy, I said, I want them to open with End of the Void. I think that'd be amazing. I don't expect to even hear that song. Yeah. But I want them to open with it. And they open with War Pigs, naturally. Yeah. Right? Eight minutes. Yeah. Just here's War Pigs. <laughs> Direct, not, didn't even pause. Directly into the riff from End of the Void. Every hair on my... <laughs> I, literally, every hair on my arm and my neck stood up and my, my buddy Bob looked at me. I went, oh my God! 
It's happening! It's happening! And it was the first time I'd seen Ozzy in my life where he sounded good. Because he sounded pretty terrible most of the times I saw him. He was pretty doped up. But he was he was sober then. I think he used to claim, I'm over-medicated, that's why I sound this way. And I didn't believe him. But in 2012, when he toured with Black Sabbath, he sounded great. He had bright eyes. He was interacting. He sounded awesome. So I, yeah. I tend to believe, yeah. I think he was over-medicated, <laughs> probably by his own choice. Uh, but maybe he, when he calmed down on that, things came back down to normal. But yeah, uh, Master of Reality is incredible. Volume 4 that follows that. I mean, that's got so much good stuff on it. Uh, Snowblind, one of my favorite oh, Black yeah. Sabbath songs ever is on that. Love me some volume four. And I mean, all of that, those four albums, three years. Well, Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. I think you, one, two, three, four. And I think Sabbath, it's five. I think was, that's got to be in there. Well, and Sabotage. Uh, in Sabotage, yeah. Also, the, yeah. Like I said, the first six yeah. Black Sabbath records yeah. are virtually perfect. Virtually perfect. I think that they are fantastic. Uh, they're recorded well. Uh, you got a band that's on fire that's just feeling it. For those first five or six years, the problems that were there probably from the start that were able to be glossed over by the fact that they were selling a million copies of their records those first six albums it was all still it was still great and then the drugs really really took over and yeah I, I've got I have got to get into Tony Iommi's book that's one on my list Nazis is too but I know there's a lot of revelations in Tony's book oh and, yeah and, I'm is, sure yeah. I'm sure. I mean, and just listening to it, it's just it's incredible the the riffs that that man created. It's just one of the oh, greatest riff masters yeah. in, in all of music history. Yeah. I mean, have you heard his stuff like he when he sat down with Brian May, the stuff that they did together? No. Oh, check it out. No. YouTube that. YouTube that. I would that. think that Brian May would like embarrass him cuz Brian May's a different style yeah. of guitar player. Yeah. Like you're not you're not going to see Tony Iommi doing a bunch of prog stuff. Yeah. You're just not, you know. Brian May, I can see him throwing down some legit prog guitar if you wanted oh i mean i mean stone cold crazy i mean that's that's a, a metal, that's a metal song you know? so is dragon so, attack yeah, so yeah so i think brian may if you listen listen to it it's, it's really it's really interesting it's really cool so i would highly recommend that although you know what yeah. i shouldn't say that tony iomi was in jethro toll for a minute and they're a prog band there you go he was in there's actual video proof of him on of Jeth- him in jethro toll for like God, it couldn't have been more than a couple of weeks. <laughs> I would say so. Right? It was pretty, pretty short-lived. Uh, and they ended up on a show, sort of like the the Whistle Stop or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, no, it was a Rolling Stones special. It was a Rolling Stones special. Mick was the MC, I believe. And um, Jethro Toll played. Really? And you can find the video. And there's Tony Iommi with the hippies. <laughs> Right, you know, because they're kind of hippie-ish compared to Black yeah. Sabbath, especially. But yeah, so he did it. Maybe he could do some prog. Yeah. I'm sure he could probably do anything. Yeah, <laughs> Tony Iommi. So I've got a list here of every member of Black Sabbath. I, you know what? I I made it's my insane. note. It's insane, right? It's insane. It's so hard to keep up with everyone who is in. I, it. I think I can get through this in 35 seconds. Okay. All right, you ready? Hit it. All right. <clears throat> Ozzy Osbourne, Dave Walker, Ronnie James Dio, Ian Gillen, Ron Keel. Ron Keel. That one slowed yes, me down. That one that, stopped that's me. For a I second. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, that slowed me down. Uh, David Donato, Jeff Fernhelt, Glenn Hughes, Ray Gillen, Tony Martin, Tony Iommi, Ernie Chataway, Geezer Butler, Craig Gruber, Gordon Copley, Dave Spitz, Bob Daisley, Lawrence Cotty, Neil Murray, Bill Ward, Vinny Apice, Bev Bevan, Eric Singer, Terry Chimes, Cozy Powell, Bobby Rond- Rondinelli, Mike Borden, Tommy 
Clulet, Clulet, Clutito, Clutito, Clutito. <laughs> Damn it, I know Tommy too. Anyway, Brad Wilk, <laughs> John, John Esther, Rick Wakeman, Rick Wakeman, Rick Wakeman, huh? Huh? Jazz. <laughs> I don't All think right. he was in the band. I think he played. All right, Jazz yeah. Woodruff, Don Airy, didn't know that either. Jeff Nichols, Adam Wakeman, Scott Warren, and Mike Exeter. That's an incredible list. <laughs> and some of those I didn't even know. I'm reading the list that I did. Ron Keel. Really? Yeah, for a second. When was he, he must have been a live guy. Yeah, probably. I, I, yeah. I don't think yeah. he did. Well, I mean, though. didn't Rob Halford for a second? He did. For and a and second. That, that was, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll talk about Dio then. Yeah. <clears throat> the first two albums with Dio, Heaven and Hell and Mob Rules, amazing. Then they recorded Live Evil, an incredible live album. Incredible live album. But it's the album that destroyed the band. Do you know the story behind that? No, I do not. As they're mixing it, Tony Iommi... And Ronnie James Dio kept accusing the other of turning down their <laughs> mix so their individual part could be louder. Ronnie said, Tony, you're turning me down so you can be louder. And Tony's like, I know you're coming in after hours and putting your stuff up. I think I've heard this. And so yeah, yeah. Ron's like, I'm done. Yeah. So we quit. And that's how they ended up. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, what, what ended up following that? The, that's that was how they Ian got Gillen. born again. That's Ian Yeah, Gillen. born again. Yeah. Which was, eh, it was I, okay. Uh, out. It was okay. <laughs> it was okay. Um, I was telling a friend last night, I said, it's, it's hard to say terrible, just not Considering as good. Considering who is on Yeah, it. just not as good. Yeah. Um, but that's why he left. And then yeah. um, they did a bunch of records in there. They did uh, one with uh, with Ian. They did those three with Tony Martin. They did one with Glenn Hughes in there. Yeah. And, and then in 92, they got Dio back to do Dehumanizer. And that lasted until they were on tour and everything was going great until Ozzy was doing his last show ever in 1992 yeah. in Rosewood or wherever in California and he offered Black Sabbath an opportunity to open and Dio went no I am not going <laughs> to open for the guy I replaced that's insulting I yeah. won't do it and they're like fine you're fired hey Rob would you do these two yeah, dates yeah, for yeah. us? Yeah. And Rob's like, sure, I'll do a couple of dates at Black Sabbath. And so I don't know if any any video exists of that, of those shows. I'm I sure it probably shows. does, yeah. Uh, and Rob's, yeah. I would love to hear Rob sing Black Sabbath. It'd be weird. I would be weird. I don't think it would fit. Uh, I don't, yeah. I don't think it'd fit quite right. It, well, I mean. He's a, he's a screamer. He's like Bruce Dickinson. He's his register, yeah. He's a I, siren, right? Yeah, I'm not sure how. He doesn't have that low yeah. register that you would need to really pull off. Yeah. Especially the, the Dio the, era, which yeah. is what they were focusing on. Yeah. With that tour. So, I mean, have him come in and do Heaven and Hell, would be, it might sound weird. It be, I'm, I'm, might be awesome. I'm hearing it in my head. I'm trying to hear right? I'm hearing the lyrics. Might be awesome. Yeah. Might be awesome. So, yeah. And yeah. then they broke up again until, what, 13 years later, 15 years later, when Heaven and Hell happened. Yeah. So, uh, they branch off. It's not Black Sabbath. It's something totally but different. But it's the four yeah. members. But it's the same thing. It's all thing. four yeah. members. Yeah. And I, I believe at that point, Ozzy and Tony were fighting over the trademark of the name Black Sabbath. Yes. And that's why they couldn't call yeah. themselves Black Sabbath. Yeah. And I don't think Tony wanted to. But there was a lot of those records that were por- forced out uh, as um, Black Sabbath albums. Yeah. And Tony just wanted them to be solo discs. And the labels and management went, no, your name is not as recognizable as Black Sabbath. So, therefore... It's going to be Black Sabbath featuring Tony Iommi. That's your new name. And that's why uh, records like um, um, what um, Born Again. Born Again was supposed to be a solo disc, as was... Well, uh, Seventh Star and Seventh is Star all well. Tony. Yeah, because both of those are... It's literally 
Tony on the cover of the record. Mm-hmm. You don't see anyone yeah, else. Suppo- both of those were supposed to be. They were meant to be yeah. solo records. Tony was trying some stuff that wasn't strictly Black Sabbath music. Yeah, and that's was, why they don't really sound like Black Sabbath No, the seven, uh, seven Star does not. It no. sounds and very Ian much sounds like weird. 1986. Yeah, is what it and like. Ian sounds weird yeah. in, in the band. He really does. Um, but then you get to... Um, but the Tony Martin era is... Underrated. It's overlooked. Underrated. Over, well, because I mean, you can't stream it now. I think you can stream Eternal Idol, okay. the Eternal Idol. I think, but everything else is not available for streaming. So I think they've been lost oh, over the years. That makes sense. Yeah, so that's why they're now they're being reissued on. I might have box to check set. it out because I've got all of them already. Yeah, but I don't have. I'm, I'm, I imagine they're going to be remastered. Oh, I'm uh, sure they probably right? will. Yeah, um, I, I know that you were saying that Eternal Isle is not your I'm, favorite. I'm not, it wasn't my. I mean, you've got. I mean, Eric Singer, which Playing I think drums. we could do a whole show on Eric Singer. That, that also needs to be Badlands an episode. And Kiss and Black. It goes Sabbath. on and on. And yeah. On. So Eric Singer's on that record. Bob Daisley's was on drum uh, bass. Thank you, bass. Um, was Vinny on? No, Mark no. Singer's on drums. Yeah. Duh. Um, but uh, but. You lose, you know, you're you got Tony Iommi, but you're losing Bill Ward mm-hmm. and Geezer Butler Deezer. in the, the mix. Last, actually, yeah. the Eternal Idol was the last album with Geezer yes. until Dehumanizer. Yes, yes. Uh, but, you know, Bill Ward pretty much is right. kind of out of it, right. really, until, I mean, after, uh, well, did he come back for one record or not? I think he may have been on Dehumanizer. I want to say there was one record where he came back. I think he, he came, came back, back for Dehumanizer. Yeah. That's, what, that's, what, that's when he came back to Yeah, de- yeah, de- yeah, de- yeah that was it. So... You lose his drumming note. I mean, it mm-hmm. takes it a, takes away a little bit. You right. know, and Eric's coming in. He's a session yeah. guy. Yeah. He's not coming in with ideas. Yeah. And he might have ideas, but no one's going to listen. No one in management is like, okay, Mr. Eric Singer, <laughs> replacement drummer, tell us your ideas. Even though I'm sure he had great ideas, but at that point, it was it was a Tony Iommi yeah. uh, Iommi vehicle. But uh, Headless I, Cross, but but, is but a good I, I want to uh, uh, as far as the Eternal yeah. Idol, I got the import. I think it was an import, yeah. a special edition, and that has Ray Gillen. On disc two, he yes. recorded the entire recorded, album, right, right, and then he decided he didn't want to do it, yeah. and then uh, eventually Eric followed him, and they yeah. they ended up forming Badlands. Um, but before um, Tony came in to re-sing all the lyrics on on, um, <clears throat> uh, pardon me, the uh, the Eternal Idol, Ray did it, and these demos are amazing. You would never know they were demos. <laughs> you would think they were fully right. fleshed out albums. The the layout is in a different order. It's confusing to me. When I listen to Eternal Idol with Tony, and I put on them with Ray, and they're not in the same yeah. chronological order of songs, yeah. that upsets me. It messes with me. It throws me <laughs> off balance. Like, come on, guys. How hard was it to put Ray's in the same order as the one right, that we right. bought, right? right. You know, how hard was yeah. that? You know, Because when I listen to it, I make sure I listen to it in the order that Tony's album is in. <laughs> Just because that's the way I'm used to listening yeah. to it. Yeah. No, I can see that. No, I, I, I like that. Yeah. And then the Headless yeah. Cross came out, and that album was Incredible. That was a good record, and and Cozy Powell, I didn't realize how many records he'd played on. I mean, he's, he's got one of those sixty six uh, albums. Cozy Powell played drums one on one of those studio guys. Yeah, yeah. Everybody loved Cozy. Amazing. I and, mean, and one of the greatest drum sets ever. Played Rainbow, Jeff Beck, White Snake. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Don Airy was also yeah, in yeah. White Snake. Yeah. White Snake is another one of those. That's bands. another one that's interwoven in this, <laughs> yeah. obviously, because well, they wanted David Coverdale. They offered David Coverdale after Dio left. The well, job. When you hear Tony, he yeah. sounds like the perfect mix of David Coverdale and Ronnie James Dio to me. Right. Perfect. Yeah. 
And David Coverdale, of course, he's like, well, I've already done this once before. I don't want to do it again. Right. <laughs> right. I don't need to be coming in and replacing another legendary singer. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to do that again. I, yeah. I got my own band. Yeah. I'll be my own legendary singer. But how, like those three bands, a Deep Purple, well, Rainbow, I mean, mm-hmm. Rainbow, you get Deep Purple, White Snake, and Black Sabbath, how they are intertwined. If yeah. you connect it's the dots, pretty incredible. it's crazy. Yeah. It, it's like a, a Venn diagram. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really is. It's the craziest Venn diagram. What would be the center <laughs> of the Venn? The very center. What would be that one? What would be that piece? Oh wow! Right. What What is the one that connects all of them? Yeah. Oh man, that would take some. That takes some digging. That would take some. Probably digging. a manager. Oh yeah. Right. Oh sure. Probably sure. a manager yeah. like uh, Sharon's dad. <laughs> right. That might, it might be Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because um, she had her hands in a lot of. Yeah. What was her father's yeah. name? Yeah, his her dad was a. He a was man. a piece yeah. of work, man. Yeah. He. They called him Mister Big. Yeah. <laughs> they called him Mr. Big, man. He he would you know threaten to throw you out a window. He he threatened people on camera. I'll break your neck. You know that kind of stuff. Yeah, he was out of yeah. His mind. Because didn't oh oh no, I'm thinking of uh, Led Zeppelin's manager who used oh, to beat guys up. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. What his name? Uh, what, what the, the monster? Um, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Yeah, who would just oh, when we cl- when we hit uh, stop on this, I'll remember. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, we all know him. But we he was all the guy who used to beat up everybody. Yeah, yeah. and he, yeah, he was no a, like reason. professional wrestler, big. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I almost got it. It's gone. <laughs> I almost had it. I almost had it. Uh, but yeah. Uh, um, but no, the Tony Martin stuff. Because I, I mean, again, you can't stream it, so I, I managed to run it down and listen. I've been listening to it all week. You know, and Tears are great. Tears record. Great. The um, the lyrical content on Tears. Yeah, uh, that's that's it's so off from what because it's yeah um it's more norse based well it's a, it's a norse god isn't yeah, it yeah, it's norse, yeah. and so yeah. that's just a strange yeah lyrical you know kind of yeah, yeah. there. yeah and that was the last one with tony did he leave because of that uh no he hmm no no tony did one in 94 well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He came back. Yeah. He came back. He, he did, did two. He did two. Ninety four, ninety five. But he yeah. left to do that. He left. He yes. Left so Dio could do dehumanizer. Right. 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 Did he leave? Did he get fired? Did he quit? How did that work? Now that do I know? don't know. If they had just brought what, there was Dio. that one album in the middle. Uh, one that uh, one album right there in the middle there, uh, with uh, with Dio, and then he came back and did a couple. Yeah. <clears throat> and those are kind of forgotten. Cross purposes is. Yeah. And I don't. Forbidden, I can't name a single yeah, song off of cross, cross purposes. Forbidden yeah. had some okay stuff on yeah. it. But that was Cozy Powell back on drums and. So yeah, I mean, if <laughs> it's it's great to look at the genealogy of of Black Sabbath and how they're intertwined with everything else. Absolutely, you know? yeah. You'd have almost no metal bands. Uh, if oh you yeah, have Black Sabbath. Yeah, yeah. And Ozzy, again, talking about the Ozzy era, it's like again, I didn't know. I just thought Ozzy was Ozzy, you know. And I think nowadays it's like, is Ozzy famous for being just Ozzy and not knowing anything really? I think about, at this point in his career, he's yeah. definitely more famous for being Ozzy. Yeah. And the Osbournes did that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I remember when that show aired the first time, and I watched the, you know, I'm a yeah. metal guy. Oh, I did so too. I, probably I watched, watched the, the first old, season or two, yeah. I watched the first yeah. episode. And I don't even think I made it through the first episode. I looked at my wife and said, they turned him into a Muppet. <laughs> All the mystique that he has carefully created yeah. over the last 30 years, wiped out. Yeah. He's walking around going, Sharon! Picking up dog shit. You know, like, <laughs> oh, man. I don't need any part of that. But it was the best thing in the world for him. Yeah. I mean, Ozfest blew up. He became a true celebrity. Yeah. I mean, his wife, she ended up on a talk show after that. Still is. Yeah. Is she? Yeah. She's Does she have a talk show? She's still on the talk. The talk is what it's called. Oh, I thought it was yeah. View. I thought she was no, on no, View. No, no, no. She's still on that show. Oh. So it's. There's a di- oh. Yeah. There's a different one beside yeah. The View? Yeah. Oh. 
I didn't know that. <laughs> Is it all women as well? Yes. Here I, I had am. no idea it even yeah, existed. I, I know all about the coffee class shows guess, in the morning. Man. Yeah, it's man. <laughs> You're reading some, uh, some. Are you reading some romance novels there, Shane? Hey, you know what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite movie, The Notebook? Oh man, no, no, no. Not uh, into the chick movies at all. No. Actually, but, my wife does not like them. My oh, wife hates really chick flicks. My, my wife is into action flicks too, so yeah. that's nice. Every now and yeah. again, she'll get girly and, we, yeah. and she'll make me watch a, a romantic comedy with her. But for the most part, she wants to see things blow up. Yeah, I know my wife the same way. You know, if you're flipping channels and I land on the whole Mark channel, I'm like, honey, you want to watch this one? And it's, <laughs> and it's exactly what she does. We every watch time, that so. every night as we're getting ready for bed. We yeah. watch the Golden Girls, <laughs> so we get all the Hallmark movie commercials, and they're all the same six people. In all the same three plots. Yeah. Right? It's pretty bad. Yeah. Well, this took a turn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, if you had to pick, I mean, your favorite Sabbath record, I mean, I mean, not forget about eras, forget about do you have a favorite? God, man. It depends on my mood, but it's probably either going to be volume four or mob rules. Those are the two. Yes. Those are my two go-tos. I, I mean, I, me, it's, just, it's either heaven or here on Mob Rules. Actually, I, again, I think as I've gotten older, I think Mob Rules, you know, Sign of the Southern Cross is yeah. just, oh, melting. Just, just, it's just amazing. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those songs that just, Yeah, my know. favorite is Falling Off the Edge of the World off yeah. of that album. And um, that reminds me a lot of Rainbow. And you can hear Dio's yeah. influence in that song. Well, and I've said this before on other episodes that when I listen to those two records, I don't even consider them as Sabbath records. They're Dio records with Sabbath being the backing <laughs> band. I've always felt that way because I think when I now Black Sabbath, that's Ozzy. Everything else is is just something different. You right. know, it's not it's Sabbath two two point or three point or whatever you want to call it four point three you know? right you know, whatever exactly. But again, you you know another one of the discussions is you know we have this discussion you went to see pantera again yep. right okay do you consider that pantera not really okay do you consider this black sabbath there's no geezer butler and this stuff there's there's dio there's no ozzy so it's like did that end for you is it something else you know now that you mentioned it i guess not but then again they all had tony and he was their principal guy yeah. right i guess no bill was their principal songwriter. he was their lyricist yeah, wasn't but, he? yeah uh so when he left maybe I don't know. That's a really interesting question yeah. because I have a hard time without the Abbott Brothers considering it Pantera. I, yeah, it's it's a Pantera show. They played yeah. all the music, and Phil's still doing the singing. You got Rex up there playing bass, but I don't know. Yeah, because we we've talked about this. Like, what point does it become? Is it a tribute band? Is it a cover band? Is it still the band? Right. Do you need one member to be in it? Do you need four members? Right. Where I mean, where's the is cutoff? Leonard Skinner still Leonard Skinner? When not one. Single there's not member? one. There's not one original member. Yep. Foreigner. There's no original members. Right. There's the that, last time I saw Foreigner, Mick did come out and play three songs, but he can't do that anymore. Exactly. He, he, he uh, just recently announced he's got Parkinson's. So oh, sad. he's pretty much done. Yeah. That's, you know that's sad. But Lou um, Graham is still performing. I he is, actually yeah. I thought he was done, but he's actually still out doing stuff. But, yeah. So um, but anyway, yeah, but, where does, good, but where does where does that? I mean, God. you can take any band. Def Leppard. Where? No Steve Clark? Is it still Def Leppard? No Pete Willis? Is it, no Pete Willis? Is it still? Yeah. <laughs> it's the only Def Leppard record, period. Every other one's a cover album. <laughs> but so where is your threshold? Man, I don't know. That's a really good question. You know? Because I have a, a... Is Slayer Slayer without Dave Lombardo? Yes. Okay. Yeah. He didn't, write, he didn't write any of the music. He didn't write any of the lyrics. Yeah. He just the, with he Jeff. Was, is, if if there's no Jeff, is is that is it still that's Slayer? A good call because he was. I mean, you got Carrie and Tom. Okay. Yeah. Those are the. You know, you still have uh, Gene and Paul. Yep. Is it still Kiss without Ace and Peter, or is it something different? That's another another band Man. we can talk to. We talk to air, about eras. Yeah. Is it? 
Kiss has always been Gene and Paul, though. Even in the beginning. Right? Yeah. Even in the beginning, it was yeah. pretty much always them. But still, Ace's guitar sound is a lot different than obviously Bruce Kulick or, or, Vinny. or, or Vinny or Mark St. John or whoever yeah. else you throw in there. I mean, I think Peter Chris is a very average drummer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, I, I think that Ace Freely is a very average guitar player. Yeah. You know, it's probably a mean thing to say. I've seen the man live. But listen to his He's new okay. record. It's really good. Is it? It's really good. <laughs> I highly recommend it. I'm sure it is. And we'll talk about comment that. was always good. Yeah. You know what I mean? I always yeah. liked it. It just never was like anything that I listened to and went, man, this guy is breaking new ground. Not that you're going to. You know what I mean? Everyone's yeah. like, oh, what are they going to do that's new? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Because there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. Unless you want them to make an R&B <laughs> record. Guess what? They're going to sound like a metal band. And if well, they don't, you heard, you're going to get pissed off. Have you heard Paul's R&B record? Paul Stanley? Yeah. No. Seriously? No. His Motown record? No. Yes, he, he put out a Motown record. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's a couple years ago. Um, Is it worth listening to? Does he sound like he has soul? <laughs> he he sounds like Paul Stanley singing Motown songs. And <laughs> that I don't might think, not mix. I don't think it really fits. So what did, what did he do? Did he like, heard it on the heard Yeah, the I'd line? have to look up exactly okay. what, what, he, what he did. But, God, um, I hope sexual healing's on there. Um, God, that would be great. Uh, yeah, but it's it, it's it was really really it <laughs> Some was Minnie Ripperton. It was interesting. Um, but you Jackson know what? But Five. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know what? Good for you for doing what you want to do. He's, he's you know? fifty years in, man. Yeah. He's made so much money. He's got to do something to yeah. keep it interesting. I'm sure making money is interesting. But after yeah, a while, I, you know. it, uh, it was called Now and Then. Ooh, child, save me! Just my imagination. Okay, all these. The tracks of my tears. He's doing Smokey Robinson wow. numbers. Yeah, so it's really interesting. Is it just him, or does he have a bunch? It's of a people? whole. It's a whole band. It's a huge band. I mean, it's wow. Yeah, yeah there's like twelve people. Yeah, there. it's like a twelve piece band. So real. It, it's interesting. Did he tour for it? Or I think he... he did some shows. Maybe. Wow. Yeah. I think his son plays in it. I think okay. Evans in it. I think. I think so. So you know his son's name. Stalker. <laughs> I didn't even know he had kids. <laughs> I'm sure he has lots of them that he doesn't know That's about. True. <laughs> right. Well, uh, Paul Stanley DNA that's been thrown about since 1974. The amount of petri dish going on in the 70s had to have been ridiculous. Right. The the swapping of partners was out of hand. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine how. Any of them got out with a without a sore on their face, <laughs> or so, other places, or other places. <laughs> you know, I can't imagine. Oh. Yeah, I can't believe that that any of the ma- members of Black Sabbath made it out of the seventies. Think Honestly. about it, but think about it. they're the, all alive. The, the Everyone am- is still every with one us. of them, and the amount of, I mean, the amount yeah. of drugs kept Peru yeah. in business. I mean, the of, I mean, hell, the song uh, Snowblind. Well, Snowblind, yeah. Uh, in between every verse, Ozzy wanted to yell cocaine <laughs> in between every single line, and the label went no. Well, him you t- can do that once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> him telling the story about recording in those days where they would just get all coked up, and they thought they were doing just brilliant work. This is great, and the next day you listen to it, it's like this is the worst thing we've ever done or ever heard. <laughs> What's crazy to think about them being on all that coke? I mean, yeah. they're just jacked to the gills on yeah. coke and their songs are sludge right right we're gonna slow this down to 40 beats a minute how do you do that on coke how do you do that on coke i mean maybe heroin i could see that yeah. but then on the flip side phil anselmo huge heroin addict and then he plays some of the fastest nastiest music in the world so how do you do that how do you how do you shoot up heroin and go i'm gonna go out and rage 
I don't get it. People were built differently in the 70s. I guess, you know. <laughs> but uh, I, I love that that 70s stuff on uh, Sabbath. I wish I could have seen that live. And then, that and then this, that. That's the thing. It's like, wow. It's like, yeah, we were born too late. But being able to be a kid, you know, being 14 years old and picking up that first Black Sabbath record, I mean, I right? could not imagine I, when what I, that would have been When I like. turned about 10 or 11 and my mother started letting me play with her records. Yeah. Because she realized that I was a kid that was... Hands on the side of the album, yeah, yeah. no oils on the, you know, I was that kid. So like, all right, you can play records. And I discovered Master of Reality. Oh, yeah. Children of the Grave, man. Yeah. I was like 11 or 12 years old when I discovered Children of the Grave. And boom, man, that was a, that was a revelation. And I don't know why she even had it. She hated us. <laughs> I don't know why she had it. She had that. Well, I bet they were my father's. And like when they left, yeah. she's like, I'm taking them. Right. You know, yeah, even if yeah. I'm not going to listen to them, I'm taking them. So she had that. <laughs> she had volume four and um, a second copy of Master Reality that had been flooded. Right. It was warped. Like the cover was warped. Oh, the okay. album itself was okay. okay. Uh, so yeah, that's how that was yeah. my introduction to Black Sabbath. She really fought me getting Aussie stuff for. I know, yeah, time. yeah, you, yeah. Uh, you said that, uh, yeah. So. Well, and that's with I, with every parent there in the eighties. Ozzy was was public was enemy Satan. number one. Yeah, public well, yeah. enemy number one. He was yeah. on that Geraldo Satan special. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. And they'd ask him about that. You know, what? Do you, how do you feel about you know these satanic scenes where your name is on there? And he's disgusted by it because you know, yeah, he's called the Prince of Darkness. But if you've ever read like After Forever, those lyrics are very Christian. Yeah, yeah. I, the, you, but you. That's another topic for another show. But how many bands are right? You, like, take a band like Halloween. Mm-hmm. I hear a lot of this is not evil. This is not Keeper of the Seven Keys. Is not is they're more uh, fantasy, uh, right? But it's like well, this, the Walls of Jericho it, was the, the it name. It tells the you uh, to stay away from evil. Mm-hmm. The song Halloween. Yeah. It tells you to the dangers of evil. And I think, I mean, Judas Priest is another one lyrically that. Yeah, that's not. They got nothing, lumped in. There's nothing evil about it at no, all. It's party music. Yeah, it's right, right. <laughs> it yeah. really is. Yeah, and I mean, there's the reason that the heavy metal parking lot movie was filmed at a Jewish priest concert. Yeah, because it was a fun time metal band. Yeah, they you know they had, they had some heavier stuff. Yeah. as far as lyrics, but for the most part, it was just you know yeah. good time. But yeah, no, the the satanic panic is something another one we need to need to cover for sure. Because you know, I like even still to this day when. People talk about the number of the beast. I'm like, have you listened to this record right. at all? Have you listened to this song at all? No. All you're seeing, all you're hearing is number of the beast. And this goes back to when I was a kid. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yep. Please listen to the lyrics of this song. They're not gonna do it. They're not, no, they, they've seen enough. They've seen enough. Hell, when I, I mean, people did that a lot when I was a kid. I didn't listen to ACDC for the longest time. Yeah, because as far as I knew. That meant against Christ, devil's children. Oh, absolutely. Like, and looking back, I'm like, what are you talking about? Every song is about drinking or it's banging. All, it's all That's about it. chicks. It's either having and sex, booze. fighting. That's all what it's about. Sex, fighting, or drinking. Yeah. That's it. Sometimes yeah. all three. <laughs> That's it. Those are the limit. That's what, that's what you get with ACDC. Yeah. Period. Yeah. You know, unless it's Who Made Who. Yeah. I don't even know what that song's about, though. Is it? Did they write that song for? That was for Maximum Overdrive. Okay, so it was about now, the cars. I'm pretty sure it was written for the movie. Okay, because who made? Because there's so who actually made who was the, the greatest hits. There the is a line in the movie, "Who made who?" Yeah, the, they talk about it was Yardley Smith. Yes, and they're yelling at "Who made who?" Wasn't it? Wasn't it? Yardley no, no, Smith? no, it wasn't Yardley Smith. Okay. saying that line. But anyway, but I remember that was the line of the movie, and that was the Easter. Egg. Oh, yeah. watching the movie. Yeah, there's a song. Yeah, she's yelling at the uh, she's yelling at the Green Goblin yeah. truck, isn't she? Yeah. 
Yeah. That movie was terrible. It was awful. That movie was made at the height of... Talk about cocaine, people. That was made at the height <laughs> of Stephen King's. He was so coked up, he thought he could direct a movie. This is one and only and direction. I, and switching gears to our movie episode, uh, Black Sabbath got their name from Bor- a horror movie. Was that a Boris Karloff yeah. movie? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Oh, man, that album. The cover of that album is just one of the most iconic, creepy covers. Oh yeah, and by the well, time- and, and yeah, and, and going back to the whole devil thing, you know, it was it was Geezer, who when he wrote uh, Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, uh, you know, because it was it was a song about evil's nothing to mess with, because he got this book. It was a medieval spell book or something like that, and he got he felt a presence of like a demon in his like his bedroom that a guy he saw a demon standing at the foot of his bed. And it scared him to death, and he took that book and like threw and that it was into the, the cover. Then. And that, yeah, and and that's where that's that came from. And really, he goes, and it's like it's a song about do not mess with evil, as I just did. <laughs> right. Yeah, I love that album. I do. I think it's yeah. an underrated gem. I think that that. Oh is, yeah, it's a great record. Was it the fourth or? F- that was the fifth th- one. The fifth one, yeah. Yep, and then yeah. sabotage, also another great one. Hole yeah. in the sky. Oh. Man, sabotage. <laughs> and that cover was just the best. With the them the, the reflection. Mirror, the reflection. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was facing the same direction. Yeah. It flipped me out when I was a kid. Like, yeah. how'd they do that? How'd they do that? You know, it was, it, I didn't realize that, you know, obviously yeah. it was just a painting. Yeah. <laughs> Probably pretty easy to do. Uh, and it's hard to believe people have not heard these records as you found out. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. You know, buddy of mine, we've been listening, we've been going to road trips for thirty years together and just last night I learned that he had never heard Heaven and Hell and Mob Rules. And had I had Dehumanizer on my phone, yeah. he would have heard that last night, too, because he's never listened to that. Like, oh, my gosh. You what know? I remember about Dehumanizer is Geezer back. And that first is nothing but Geezer's bass, the first song, yep. is is just him railing on it. And it's like, wow, we've missed out. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> and they, uh, they ended up having um, uh, a song on the Wayne's World soundtrack, because there's two versions. There's the one. They, they did? did? Yeah. It was, um, I think it might have been I. No, TV Crimes. TV yeah, Crimes. Okay. Right. TV Crimes was on the uh, Wayne's World soundtrack, and it was a little bit different. I don't know what. I haven't listened to them back to back or to- on top of one another to see how they're different. Uh, but supposedly there's a Wayne's World mix okay. of the song. So huh. I don't know what that means exactly. I don't know what that means either. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, after he left, uh, after that, and then uh, Tony came back in and did Cross Purposes and Forbidden, which again are yeah. pretty forgettable, unfortunately. Tony's voice is incredible. And he's. Uh, what does he do? He was just—he was a guy because I tried to find some stuff he, did he didn't do anything. Sabbath. Nothing, nothing. Where did they he, find this? I guy? think he was just a, a friend, just a guy who's right. around. Because <laughs> that's the way I—the way I've always been heard—that he wasn't in another band. He was just another. I don't know if he was a studio guy or what. Okay. And he's not. I mean, I think he does. I think he's in a band now. All right. I think he's doing some stuff, but yeah. I mean, it's just—it's—it's. It, it's it's just a lost era of Tony Martin. It's like, and I remember when it was announced, oh, we're, we're releasing them. I'm like, yeah, there was another singer. It's hard, to, it's hard to believe that he is their second longest tenured yeah. vocalist. He's on five albums. Yeah. Dio's on technically five, if you consider live. The live stuff. Two records. But we're talking studio, three studios. Right. Three, yeah. three studio albums, yeah. yeah. I'm happy that Dio 
had that ego because had he not left Black Sabbath, we wouldn't have Rainbow in the Dark. Oh, we wouldn't oh, have Holy Diver. Yeah. We wouldn't have Lock Up the Wolves as a yeah. cohesive album. That album is so good. Yeah. And that is an underrated gem. And that's one of those records that for me at the time was under the radar because I had moved on. I was I was Pearl Jam. I was all that. This was early 90s. So going back and listening to that record, it's like, wow, you know what? He went from playing stadiums to playing clubs on this record. Yeah, he did. It's like... So sad. I bought that CD <laughs> and I uh, made the mistake, the biggest mistake you could ever make when you bought Lock at the Wolves by Dio. I pulled the cover out of the jewel case. Yeah. And it expanded when it hit air because it was about 800 pages thick. <laughs> it, it was a fold out. Yeah. Right? You, you can only fold paper seven times before it breaks. <laughs> That's the rule. I think that that is a physical, like it's in science books. Yeah. You can't fold paper more than seven or eight times and it, or it will split. This thing had like, the limit of folds in it. And I opened it up and looked at it like, man, look at this. This is great. Fold it back up. Never. I had to snap off those tabs. Really? Yeah. Because I was, I kept tearing my cover, yeah. trying to jam it back in there. Yeah. I just broke the tabs and just stuck it in there and closed it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, wh- what was the name of his kid, uh, his kid Phenom? That 17-year-old that was playing guitar for oh, him on that yeah. record. Do you remember? I don't remember his Man. name. Because like, he picked up like when Vivian Campbell was like 19, yeah. so he thought he was going to recapture that. Yeah, that youthful yeah. vigor. Yeah. You know, and Ozzy had Zach, who was like 19 oh, when he joined the band, yeah. right? Uh, so he everybody's going young. You know what? I never... Actually, that was when I actually got into Ozzy, was when Zach joined the band. Okay. I, it was... Uh, no was, rest, no, no wicked. Thank you. Yeah, um, that was the. I think that was the first Al, Ozzy record I actually bought. There's some good stuff because those riffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, stuff Crazy there. Baby. I mean, just the opener. Miracle of, Man. Yeah. I mean, come yeah. on, you can't go wrong with that. Hero, the yeah. un, the unlisted track, yeah. the hidden track. The first time I ever heard a hidden track in my life was Hero at the end of No uh, of uh, No Rest, yeah. No Wicked. Um, Demon Alcohol was on there. Bloodbath and Paradise was on there, uh, and I went ten or fifteen years without listening to it because I was like, eh. And then I put it in about eight years ago. Blew my mind how much I still liked it. Oh, I love that. Because I had forgotten about it. Oh, it yeah. Just, you know, yeah. Um, because No More Tears overshadows it. As you think? For me. Yeah. Really? No, yeah. I just, that is still my favorite Ozzy record. It still is. No Rest is? Yes. Your favorite Ozzy record? I, yes, it still is. Wow. Yeah. I'm learning all sorts of things about yeah. you today. You, yeah. lo- you like romance novels? <laughs> <laughs> you, you think No Rest for the Wicked is the I, best Ozzy? No, 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 again, now, when you say best, it's different. It's my favorite. Well, I, best, favorite, I think those I, go I, hand in hand, don't they? Not necessarily. No? Not necessarily. I think, well... Okay, I'm a huge Anthrax fan. Okay, right. my favorite record is State of Euphoria. Is okay. I think it's their best. No, probably not. No. I love that. I, I, that's an underrated yeah. gem too. The reason why it's my favorite is that that's the one that got me in to Anthrax. Gotcha. So it's like everything else, I had no kind of reference prior to that. Gotcha. So I mean, so I mean, Among the Living, probably their best. But I actually, I think Worship Music, 2011, oh, so might they, be their best. It's hard to believe that that's that album's. 13 years yeah. old. I don't understand that. Yeah, it, I don't either. Where, where the hell the last 13 years go? Because I, I consider that new. Oh, I do too. Yeah. I mean, 13 years. Yeah. People born when that yeah. came out are in freaking eighth grade right now. <laughs> right? You know, that's crazy to me. It's crazy to me because when I was 15 and you said, listen to something from 1976, chances are I'm not going out of my way. Yeah. Right? I'm just, I wasn't doing it. I wasn't going to do that at the time. So it's it's incredible how fast time is yeah. moving now, and how um, how much I still love all that stuff. I really do. But I, I do think there's a difference between your favorite and the best. R- That's really, true. Really is, you know. Yeah, I my mean, favorite. You know, uh, this is totally off subject, but my favorite Yes song is "Changes" 
throw that at any real yes fan that's yeah. you know that, that's like a, a prog snob. Yeah, man, they'd punch me in my throat if I told him that. Right, I, the big generator <laughs> is probably my favorite. Now we're talking yes, but I'm like I love the big generator because again, that's when I was in really well. What was the one before it? Owner of a Lonely Heart and No No One Two Five. Thank you. Yeah, that was my first that's what introduction. Yeah, but I love the big generator. I. Freaking love that record. Do you have a favorite Ozzy Black Sabbath song? Let's do that. Let's individualize here. Do you have a favorite Ozzy Black Sabbath song? Um, I think Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. Nothing wrong with that. I, I mean, his voice so, is so over the top in that song. It, it, there is nothing else like it on the planet that's ever been. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean... I did that because we don't have to pay ASCAP for a, <laughs> mo- for a, for a mouth mimic. Uh, but, yeah, I love that song. But, Absolutely. I mean, you can't go wrong with War Pigs. I don't... Mm-hmm. It's still... That is another incredibly poignant, really thought-provoking yep. song. Fairies Wear Boots, another one yeah. like that. Yeah, I think my... God... But I mean, I, it, Sweet Leaf. I mean, you hear the cough, and you hear that, <laughs> and the opening riff again. That might that's almost cliche, I think, at this point. But still, it's you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, man, I I would have to go with either Snowblind or Children of the Grave. And oh, those are pretty much those yeah. are down the middle, right? There's nothing yeah, really yeah. that's gonna you know, man. He's really making a bold statement with those two favorite songs, <laughs> but you know, there's they're really really good songs. Yeah. I, I think that they're a good song craft from start to finish. Lyrics are great, melodies are awesome. Everybody's in sync. They hadn't quite gotten to the downward spiral of drug addiction just yet. I mean, yeah. Uh, see, I'm not actually now. Now you got me thinking. Now I'm. <laughs> I think Volume Four was supposed to be called Snowblind. I think that that's what they had ex- they expected that to be their um, their uh, their title track. And again, Warner Brothers. They did not. I don't think Warner Brothers liked Black Sabbath. I mean, they were bringing in a lot of money, but I don't think Warner Brothers liked Black Sabbath. Well, they actually <laughs> didn't have a, a, a deal. They. Uh, I want to say it was after Seventh Star they were dropped. Oh yeah, yeah. Vertigo dropped them in yes. Europe, and and Warner Brothers dropped yeah. them in the United so, States. There was a time Black Sabbath did not have a record label. Mid, the, from the <laughs> mid to late eighties, yeah. they were they were um, they were a forgotten band. You know? uh, and there's uh, there's a lot of bands like that too. I mean, I, this popped in my head, but totally not metal. But Johnny Cash didn't have a record label in the eighties. He was, I think, he was dropped by Columbia and didn't have a record label. Like, oh, that's right, because yeah. no, nobody would play his music. Yeah, and then he, he won a Grammy. Yeah, and then yeah. he took out that full page ad with him flipping the camera off. Yeah, so it's you know, this is to thank all of the radio stations around the country that have played my music, and it's him. You know, obviously about to say "f you" because he's yeah. got his lips on his, you know, teeth. <laughs> he's, he's got a middle finger out. And Johnny Cash, man, sometimes you know when you hear that he almost single handedly um, eliminated condors from the earth. Did you hear about that? No. He had <laughs> he set fire to he he created a wildfire that killed 33 of 36 condors really? in the world. That's that's very metal. Yeah. <laughs> and when they asked him about it, he goes, "I don't give a damn about your damn yellow buzzards." <laughs> Something to that effect. He was not he didn't care. He didn't care. It's kind of rock and roll, but it Johnny rock Cash and roll. was rock. He was the man in black. Yeah, he absolutely. didn't care, man. He was, he was singing to prisoners. And, and that's not nearly as brave as when um, uh, the roast guy, um, Jeff, uh, whatever Jeff's last name is, I can't remember. Uh, he went Jeff did, Ross. Jeff Ross yeah. went and did the, uh, he did the insult fest yeah. at a prison. Yeah. Oh, 
Oh, man. That is freaking giant. And the scariest one was the women's prison. <laughs> that was I the remember, one that scared me more than any of them. I remember Paul Rodriguez did a prison, too. Did he really? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty well, sure he did. That's where thieves are. No, no. I was thinking. Uh, I was thinking of Carlos Mencia. <laughs> Paul Rodriguez was fine. Paul Rodriguez is fine. I'm sure he Carlos Mencia stole from yeah, <laughs> Paul Rodriguez. Uh, uh, Paul Rodriguez. He had the Mexican Express card. Yes, and it was the big that knife. Was him. Yeah. The big knife. Yeah, that was he was him. funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we this we kind of copy uh, covered a lot of stuff, but I think we got the the gist of this. Yeah. And, um, I think that what we're saying is Black Sabbath is awesome. It is, even when it's not. Black Sabbath is still... It's like sex and pizza. Even when it's bad, it's still pretty good. It's but, still Black Sabbath. But go it's back... Tony yeah, and, and go back and listen to these records with Tony, different, eye, different please ears. Please listen to the Tony Martin, especially yes. the first three in the 80s. Yeah. Eternal Idol, Headless Cross, and Tear. Those three albums yeah. are unmesswithable. I think they're great. Uh, obviously, the two with Dio are great. And the first six with Ozzy, again, immaculate. Yeah. Immaculate. All Another right. episode in the books. Yeah, stay heavy, brother. Hey, brother.